Welcome to Big Ben and KWIN on NoFilter.net. We've made it, Big Ben. We are at the NFL Division Round Week and Weekend. And with that, we got a great guest, Anthony. You know Anthony from Dallas, Texas, the Fly Route Podcast. Check him out on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Playboy. Welcome Facts. to the show. Facts. I appreciate you all. I, I go by many aliases, but the most common one is Tony Playboy. Never forget it. I also go by Kendrick Percocet sometimes. Kemba needs a walk. If you like sports and you like to laugh, the Fly Route podcast is definitely something you should check out. Well, I watch your podcast. We both watch your podcast, and you like to do a little AKA. So I'm Kyle, AKA K Win, AKA Jimmy G's biggest fan when they win. When they lose, get him out of here. Oh, <laughs> uh, we've got a special helper, Kennedy Martin. That's Ben's baby girl. She's sitting by. She just wanted to scream a little bit, so she might jump she in. She did. She hates Jimmy as much as you do when he can't throw a 10 yard out. So she's come with me to, to the pod today. She wanted to say hello, give her playoff commentary and, and join us on the pod as we go into the, uh, the division rounds, right? K win in the division That's rounds, right? Division yep. rounds. And so Tony, so we know who we are talking trash to or supporting. We need three things from you before we start this podcast. All right. We need to know, who your NFL team is, that's one. The backstory on why you're the fan. And three, what's your claim to fame? Ooh, the claim to fame of my team or my personal claim to fame? Oh, oh, your personal claim to fame. All right, all right. So I am a Bears fan. I'm born and raised in Chicago. The story behind that is actually quite interesting. I was originally a Colts fan because my okay. older cousins were Colts fans, the people that introduced me into football and all of it, right? And I rode with the Colts up until the Peyton Manning departure because Peyton Manning right. was the first player that, like, really inspired my love for the game of football, right? That 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 ages me down a little bit probably for mm -hmm. everybody here, but you kind of get what I'm saying. And when their departure and the way that happened happened for – the Colts, it was kind of a time for me to go home moment. Reverted okay. back to my hometown team and been a Chicago Bears fan, die hard ever since. Now, personal claim to fame, ooh, that is that is a difficult one because I, I like my Too many? my claim to fame. My claim to fame will always be my personality. It shows itself okay. in many different ways, and basically, when you hear me talk, you're probably always going to recognize as me. And that <laughs> voice is distinctive, and that is probably going to be my claim to fame. Love it. I thought you were going to say you were a Colts fan until they lost to the Jags this year. <laughs> <laughs> Won me some money. Oh wow, that was a, that's a tough, that was a tough break for them. They're in disarray now. They are. Okay, when you let I, that I can laugh. A little too long. I can laugh because 
Big Ben's a Seahawks fan, and we always go back and forth. So um, I wanted to spare that punchline joke for Big Ben because I've been all over him since the Seahawks have been disappointing this second half of the season. That is a nice way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams trade. Oh, man. Ugly. As a Seahawks fan, you are you are you ready to rebuild? I, I mean, I'm hoping we we do the trade to New York. We'll we'll ship we'll ship Carol and Russ. Russ can go live in the meatpacking district with Ciara, hang out and do all that stuff. And we'll take <laughs> we'll take Danny Dimes and all your draft picks for the next four years. All right, I think just that's I, they already the fired way. their coach, so I mean the the groundwork's there. So just don't ship us Joe Judge in return. We'll need 12 more draft picks if we have to take Joe Judge, too. So we're okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. Before we get into the show, we're going to give a shout-out to our sponsor, 88 Acres, at 8 Acres Online, at 8 Acres on Instagram, at 80 Acres Food on Twitter. Delicious, healthy snacks, seed bars, butters, and more. And when you're online, use our promo code WST15. Again, WST15. You get 15% off when you check out 80 Acres. Delicious, healthy food. Okay, here, Tony. I got a couple questions. First question I have, it's for you and Big Ben. This past weekend, NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, who had the biggest win and why? The biggest win. For me, the biggest win was definitely, and this might be a little bit of confirmation bias because it just happened, but it was definitely the Rams over the Cardinals. That game was huge for Matthew Stafford. He gets his first playoff win ever. That That's big for him. He starts to shake the monkey of the mediocrity of the Detroit Lions off his back, <laughs> right? Change his narrative a little bit. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just the truth. I guess it changes narrative a little bit. The other wins were, I expected the 49ers to beat Dallas. I expected Dallas to be Dallas. You know, the Bills should have beat the Patriots, right? Like, you know, the other wins were not super expected or not as huge for the narrative of the players like they were for, like, Odell Beckham Jr. Also got his first playoff win, as well as Matthew Stafford. So it was definitely the Rams for me. Big Ben, same question. Yeah, I, I agree. I'll go with the Rams too. Although, like I said, if you're wearing a visor and your quarterback, it's now known that you'll never win a playoff game either. Because Kylie Murray obviously could not see through that thing when making some of those passes last night, or excuse me, Monday night. That was bad. Um, but I also think Joe Burrow, just if you saw that post-game interview and how he handled himself, was just like, yeah, we just, I mean, for that for the city of Cincinnati, that was the national championship. If, if we're doing compare seriously, like that, it's been twenty. You couldn't send text messages the last time they won a playoff game, and the way he handled himself and said, "Hey, it's just another day. I'm Jackpot Joe, and we're probably gonna go win the next one." If I'm Tennessee, and I'm Mike Vrabel. I, I might be a little scared because you might not have Henry, and Joe B has Chase Boyd, uh, Higgins. And their tight end looked pretty well. Is it Udman? Ushman. It's not TJ Ushman's out. It's like TJ Ushma or something like that. 
Yeah. Well, if if you would have said Joe Mixon's going to have forty three yards oh, on twenty two carries and they win a the game, they won. So I think it's I think it's the narrative with with Stafford, but also Joe Joey Jackpot looking just like, hey, the city of Cincinnati. He's he's going to drink for free for a long time. So the best part is Craig Taylor gave the game ball. He went to a bar to deliver the game yeah. ball because that's how much it meant to the city of Cincinnati. But I have to go my 49ers. I mean, we didn't know what Jimmy was going to do, how Jimmy was going to react. And the, the 49ers defense showed up. Dallas, I believe they're the top scoring offense at a little over 31 points per game. Only got to about, I think, 17 or so. CeeDee Lamb, one catch. The rushing yards, non-existent. And if you want to go back to 92, Dallas Clark, they had the catch. I'm calling this one the clock. They couldn't get on the ball and execute when it mattered. And that just made my whole weekend that they couldn't get off a final play because they were definitely driving down the field. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's start with Saturday. We've got Bengals. Playing the Titans. Who do you like? I will say I am. This is a, this game is a hundred percent dependent on Derrick Henry. Will he play, and how does he look? Because if Derrick Henry isn't Derrick Henry, the Bengals should win this game. Like the Titans are three and a half favorites at home here, so it's not like the lines believe the Titans can overwhelmingly blow out this team in a world where they don't have ball control. They can find themselves not being able to control like how explosive the Bengals are. Like you're probably going to give up at least one cheap touchdown to Jamar Chase. Just one where it's just like, how did he do that? He got behind the defense, great throw, like, Bake that in already, all right? So if they get to 24 points, can the Titans win without Derrick Henry? If Derrick Henry's on a significant snap count. Yeah, I, I, I still have nightmares of watching the Titans beat the Seahawks. And literally, it's like, they're... We had a play in high school. It's called 23 ice, which is basically you run between the two and the, I think it's A and B gap. It's 23 and it's isolation. You're basically running right at the same linebacker all the time, but you just believe that you're running back and fullback can demolish them. Right. That's all they did against the Seahawks. They ran that same play over and over and over and over and until he cracks it. And that's been the formula for the Titans all year. And when they don't have Henry to your point, the other thing I think we don't think about is that conference that they play in and the quarterbacks that they play in against twice. A rookie quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, the Texans and whoever they rolled out between Tyrod Taylor and, and the Davis Mills, and then the aforementioned Carson Wentz. Like, you're going to beat those quarterbacks, but you haven't seen Joey Jackpot in the three receivers. So I would I would favor the Bengals in this game. You're playing with house money. You already silenced the critics. And if if Derrick Henry, like, I don't know, there's always, I don't want to go into bounty gate, but you're the defensive coordinator. It's going to be hit him 
not just with one guy, not two guys, but let's get on them. Let's have the, the entire defense show up to tackle that guy because you never want to hurt a player, but the fragileness of him and him being so vital to that team, it could be Henry's gone, you win, Henry's around, he might burst a couple in the fourth quarter. This is a very interesting thing because, like, Henry's thing's a foot issue. So, like, no matter how many guys you hit him with, unless you step on the foot or you get him to uh, step on it wrong, he's going <laughs> to be kind of fine. That. You should. You probably should. Like, honestly. We really got to need a Derek Kick and a Henry foot cam. We already have, like, Eli <laughs> and Peyton debating. Get a Derek Henry foot cam. Because <laughs> you that game that he got hurt, he got hurt in, like, the first or second quarter went out first quarter, went out for a bit and finished the game with the stress factor. Yeah, he played on the injury. Yeah, he finished the game with the stress factor. So, like, if it's kind of weird, like, unless it gets to re-aggravate, that is going to be interesting. Uh, I don't know how it's going to happen, but foot cam. Foot cam, definitely a great idea. So they said that the Titans were the most disrespected one seed. So I'm just going to naturally go ahead and disrespect them right here. (laughs) I have the Bengals winning because I think Henry is going to be on a limited snap count. I don't think he's going to be as dominant as he was early in the season. And we know what Jamar Chase is going to do. He's going to run some routes. He's going to stack the corner. And the next thing you know, he's taken to the house. So I'm going with Joey Jackpot and the Bengals here to win. If we transition into the second game, we've got my 49ers playing in Green Bay. We're going to start off with Big Ben here. Who do you like in this game? Oh, I, who who was on that said they interviewed Aaron Rodgers and he's a likable guy, but I just wanted to punch him in the face? That's how I feel about Aaron Rodgers as well. Like, he's a likable guy, but you just want to punch him in the face. Um Listen, Green Bay's the same team every year. Like, everyone's like, there's question marks. Aaron Jones shows up big in one game, but doesn't doesn't show up in another. The the constant is Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. As they they go, the offense goes. Now, the defense has held up somewhat well throughout the season. The question is, I think the Niners are healthy at the right time. Now, Literally, I watched that game, and I was like, if they just don't let Jimmy G throw the ball, they've got this game in the bag, and then they let him throw the ball, and he threw an interception. <laughs> I like, I screamed at the, the like TV, like, just let Debo play quarterback. Like, let just just let Debo at that point. Our, yeah, just a bunch of RPOs to the end of the game. Anything, yes. Wildcat, just throw that package. Go to four plays. So the the Jimmy G mystery is still out there, but you saw what, you know, that big offensive line. And when you have a left tackle like Trent Brown, who's an all pro, that you can run behind consistently, run sweeps, he's going to hit the edge. And Ayuk looked pretty damn good. Um, Again, I think it's like the Bengals and Niners are similar in that they have these very, very good and talented skill players. And if they're hot at the right time and you run the right packages, Kittle had one catch maybe through like three quarters. That blew my mind. And you still won the game. It's similar to like Mixon's the bell cow for the the Bengals. Kittle's the bell cow for the Niners, and neither of them had really a good game. So the expectation is they'd bounce back a bit. But again, who are you going to take any game 
Jimmy Garoppolo or Aaron Rodgers, you're going to take Aaron Rodgers, right? And if Aaron Rodgers doesn't make to the Super Bowl, I don't know. He's in Bali with a man bun playing yoga football for the rest of his life or something like that. I don't know. But uh, especially the irony there would be if he loses to Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> like that, that will end. Um, but I got to go with Green Bay. It's not going to be a blowout win. It's going to be one of these, like, Devontae just exploits a corner or two. They get him in a formation where maybe you get Alan Lazard, who's looked pretty good the second half of the season, make some big plays again. Um, and then I think, um, you, you know, if it comes down to it and you got to grind out the game, give A.J. Dillon the ball 15 times, down, you know, third and fourth quarters, let him grind there too. Fred Warner. Okay, when what's his status? He hurt his ankle. He said he should be able to play, but uh, it's still early enough in the week where we don't know. Yeah, my, my point here is everything's got to go perfect for the Niners, like perfect in my in my my opinion. Whereas Green Bay's got some leniency there. It's up in Green Bay, um, home cooking, chunky Campbell's noodle soup for. For A-Rod before the game, he'll be good to go. I got Green Bay in a tight one. It's going to be an interesting game, but uh, Green Bay wins that game. All right, Tony, you're up. I, I don't feel much different. I am big on Green Bay in this game. The Niners dealing with Bosa and Warner here is going to be kind of tough for them because both of those guys seem like they're going to run down to the wire for if they're going to be able to play. The Speaking of just healthy teams, like the Packers might get Zedarius Smith back. We know Aaron Rodgers got a little bit more time to rest the infamous toe. <laughs> like <laughs> they got they got two great backs. Toe cam. <laughs> toe cam. <laughs> <laughs> they got two great backs. This is just kind of one of those situations where the last time this team met in the playoffs, the Niners were really built to be physical and yeah. Green Bay was built to be finesse. And ever since that loss, you've seen Green Bay rework their personnel to look more like that Niners team. They can be physical. Like you said, granted out, they got A.J. Dillon for that purpose. They want to be able to be physical, be able to run the ball, not get pushed around at the point of attack on the lines. And that's going to be the change here. I will say the Niners' best chance is to get out and get out hot because the Packers had that little layup. Like, the last time we saw the Packers play, they were lo- – like, the starters were losing to Detroit. Yeah. I, Let's I not forget wanna, that. Like, like, I just want to mention that the last time we saw the starters for the Packers play, they were losing for Detroit. They went into the half losing to Detroit. They sat the second half and then sat out a week. So if the Niners can come out really hot and like jump out to an early lead, that's the best chance to win this game, considering Green Bay might stumble out the gate because they had that first round bye. But my money is going to be on the Packers all the way here. Yeah, if Bosa doesn't play, if he doesn't clear concussion protocol, that's going to be a big hit because the Niners only rush four and he's their most important pass rusher. So they can double someone else. Their secondary is a little, uh, and what Green Bay is going to do is they're going to move Devontae Adams 
all around the field, inside and outside of numbers, so you can't double team them. And the Packers put up points. And what scares me is, is I don't think the Niners can come back from behind. And I don't think Jimmy can lead them in a high-scoring game. So, unfortunately, it pains me to say this, but I'm leaning towards the Green Bay Packers. All right. Interesting part here. The spread right now is Packers by six. I know it sounds like like Big Ben would take 49ers to cover the six because you said it's going to be a tight one. Would you, Kaywin, take the 49ers to cover the six? I would take that as well. Yeah, I, I wouldn't see like it's – it's not going to be a pile-on game, in my opinion. Here's Can I I'll bring up another storyline here that I think everyone's forgetting or maybe come will come to, to play during the game? This might be the only NFL football game where you could take the two head coaches, literally throw them in the locker room at halftime. They could run out wearing opposite hats and just different stuff, and no one would know the difference. Like LaFleur and Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> Shanahan's got the beard going now, but these two guys are on, like, parallel tracks running. And I think there's also this, like Shanahan, they're both bright minds. I think they live in like, you know, the Zach Taylors of the the McVeighs, these younger coaches that are coming up. And I think we'll see, like, if LaFleur wins, I think, you know, he builds something with Rodgers. Like, you know, kind of tailing the season, like, hey, stick around. I'll give you more freedom, you know, to do what you want. And if that happens, you know, LaFleur – all of a sudden, and that storied kind of storied franchise, the old Vince Lombardi thing, like he he becomes this kind of next wave, the next maybe Belichick, right? If that doesn't happen this year. Shanahan goes on. Shanahan might become, you know, this this czar that everyone thought he was, but hasn't lived up to the hype. Yeah, I don't know what the stats are. Our intern is sleeping right now because he was out too late. But I think Lafour's first three years, like I think there's not many coaches that has won as many games as him, you know, and he goes way under the radar. You know, they're winning 11, 12 games a year. So I think all he really needs is a Super Bowl. And if they get the Super Bowl, there's no way Rodgers is leaving, in my opinion. Extra motivation. Go to Sunday, K1. You want me to leave Sunday. Rams, Bucks. Bucks have a little motivation because the Rams took it to them earlier in the year. Tony, who do you like in this game? I like the Rams, and I. this might be one of those situations where we have the, like, oof, how did this game get this far out of hand for the Bucks? So, Whoa! Yeah. You heard yeah, it first here. I, I, yeah, I, I honestly believe it. So, look, they got the Eagles. The Eagles were not a good football team. They got to pile on the Eagles. Like, it was like, what was expected of them they did it right now we have tristan Wirfs, who looks really the right tackle looks really iffy for the game right their centers also injured right so their offensive line is tough and the one way people consistently beat tom brady is to rush him and get to him making him make him uncomfortable make his and he will always in that situation try to speed it up which means shorter passes which means they have to complete like 
15, 18 play drives to get touchdowns, right? Because he's sped up because he doesn't want to get hit. I, I mean, he's like 40 something years old. I don't blame him, right? I like, I <laughs> like, it's, but that's a situation where on the opposite end, opposite end of that beat up line, you got Von Miller and you got uh, Aaron Donald. We saw Von Miller get a big sack the, uh, just, just Monday, right? And that's because you got to double Aaron Donald because he's Aaron Donald. And Bob, when was the last time Bob Miller just got to play single coverage all game long? Because, like, Probably you like don't Bob have a Warner. choice. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't have a choice. He's just like, this is great, right? He's like, one-on-one all game long because they got to put two on Aaron Donald. The Bucks are down key receivers. We know that. No Godwin, no A.B., Mike Evans is going to be receiver one. Well, let's say Gronk, right? Because that's really big for them. But Jalen Ramsey has a pretty good history of giving Mike Evans some trouble. And Jalen Ramsey will travel. And Jalen Ramsey will make the receivers, especially when you know you got to get the ball, you know your team needs you and you can't get it done. Jalen Ramsey loves to play those mind games. Jalen Ramsey loves to talk a little bit of extra shit, you know, a little <laughs> bit of a late hit, you know, just like all the type of things that, you know, <laughs> all the type of things that will really frustrate a receiver that knows they are necessary for this team to win. So I just feel like a lot of the things about this game go against the Bucks, and that makes it a perfect recipe for the Rams to execute do what they got to do and win. And last point here is the the Bucks secondary has been extremely suspect all year long. Like they were trying to get Richard Sherman to join that yeah. secondary and that like just couldn't stay healthy. You got to cover OBJ. You got to cover Cooper Cup. Van Jefferson is no slouch. And they still got Tyler Higby. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ben, you're up. So on that, everything points to Brady losing this game. And these are the games that Brady wins. And let me tell you why. First things first, that flight from L.A. to Tampa, I don't care how you get there, no joke. Right? Either you're playing, you're, you're playing all the way across the country. I know people, but you're not sleeping in the same bed. You're not in the friendly confines of SoFi. That you're at the place where the Super Bowl was won by the team that won the Super Bowl last year. Like, there's some extra motivation for Tampa. Two, I think what we're going to see is, yeah, Julian Edelman, or Scotty Miller is not Julian Edelman, right? Tom Brady doesn't have that little dump off, the little slot receiver. Now, what we'll probably see is more of those plays. Like you said, there's Evans is going to be marginalized. But I think what they do is they're going to go bigger packages, spread out that front, and they're going to get Tristan Wirfs one-on-one, probably with Vaughn Miller, who, who I think is a good matchup throughout, but get guys like Cameron Bray, O.J. Howard, take advantage of your tight ends. I think we're going to see longer drives. Here's the other thing. Playoff Lenny, does he come back? Hasn't been mm-hmm. activated off the IR. My fingers are crossed. We need playoff Lenny again. <laughs> And he's going to be like the proverbial Rudy for the Tampa Bay Bucks. People are going to, Lenny, Lenny, Lenny. I feel like he's going to become charged through. And these are the games, like I said, that Brady should not win. 
the deck stacked against them, but I think the Bucks pulled out, and here's the other reason why. Stafford's only won one playoff game last week. One game Kyler win streak, beat, though. And beat Kyler Murray, who gave him the game. Literally threw the ball in the end zone and said, here's a touchdown. I don't think Brady does that. So I think there's less chances for Stafford. He gets back into this idea that he's got to make up the, the deficit in one play. Throws a couple interceptions, which he's been prone to do this year. Maybe a pick six. And honestly, I don't think it's a runaway for the Rams. I think the Bucks. the line is minus, I believe, three. I think they cover. Ooh. Ooh. Minus three needs a toss-up, though. Like, yeah. you usually get three points for being at home. <laughs> oh, uh, you can take three and a half, then. I'll give you three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, we're a West I, Coast I, pod I here. One of those storylines where it doesn't add up, and Brady's just gonna, you know, at the end of the day, take his helmet off, not have sweated a bit, and they win twenty-seven fourteen something. I don't know. Since we're a West Coast pod, I'm staying on the West Coast. I'm going Rams here. Chris Carter's got to say, and Styles make fights, and I just believe the style that the Rams have, it's gonna be tough for the Bucks. Tristan Wirfs. His ankle, I don't know if it's 100%. And Von Miller's coming. And Aaron Donald's coming, too. They're going to get Brady off the spot. And I think they're going to disrupt their offense just enough to win. I'm going Rams. I'm keeping it on the West Coast. Now, the final game, the Sunday night game. We got Bills at Arrowhead playing the Chiefs. Who wants to take the first stab at this one? I'm going last. All right, Tony, you're up. I, I, oh, look, Vegas will tell you that the Bills are really live here as the Chiefs. We just talked about how home field advantage usually gives you three points. The Chiefs are favored by two. So that tells you. <laughs> yeah, 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 wow. Right? So that, that, that's pretty Does like, that have anything to do with the Bills not punting last week and looking so <laughs> dominant against it's Belichick? It, it, it has to. It has to. It has to. But, like, I will not count out Patrick Mahomes. I just – I'm going to stick with the Chiefs here. The Chiefs look good. Mahomes looks much better. The last time these teams played each other, I, Mahomes was in a situation where he wasn't playing his greatest football. He was actually playing his worst stretch of football he's ever played at the NFL. So – that's just the turnovers are a lot less for him, right? They were surprisingly getting to run the ball really, really well with like Jarek McKinnon, right? Who I'm I'm a big fan of, but like that mm-hmm. that is something that shows you like they are willing to run the ball, they're willing to take the underneath pass. He's going to do some Patrick Mahomes things, but he isn't probably going to make as many mistakes as he made as the last time they played each other. The Bills looked great. The Bills are probably really high from that Patriots win. Uh, well, I mean, a win sounds like an understatement for what they did, right? But I just – I find myself believing Kansas City more than I believe in Buffalo. Like, Josh Allen could eat – here's what I'll say. Would you be surprised if Josh Allen had, like, two or three interceptions in it? terrible passing day 
but got it done with his legs a lot. No. no. Would like you be surprised time. if it happened to Mahomes? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And that's why and that's why I can't not take the Chiefs in this matchup. Um so now you're going last. Explosion. Okay, yeah, give your pick. Don't be wrong. Anyway. Whoever wins <laughs> this game is going to win the Super Bowl. That's my bold prediction. And I'm going Chiefs. Ooh. I'm going Patrick Mahomes. You're right. He was playing his worst stretch of football early year because teams were playing the Chiefs differently. They weren't giving away the big play. He had to adjust. He had to adapt. And now what is he doing? He's checking down the little plays, the junk plays. And I think he's a better quarterback because of that. He doesn't always have to gamble and go for the big play. So I think he's learned from that. And Jarek McKinnon, I mean, he looked unbelievable last week, catching the ball, running the ball. And if you've got him working, you've got Kelsey, you've got Hill. I know the Bills are coming in with a lot of momentum, but Arrowhead is a tough place to play. And if you can shut down the one-dimensional Bills, that's right. Josh Allen is their leading running back. If you can figure a way to shut them down, and I think they will have a game plan for them, I got to go with the Chiefs here. I'm torn. <laughs> I, I I mean, I I love the Bills. Um, we're Western Standard Six. I think we're gonna pull the Bills in, get rid of the Raiders next year. I've already petitioned the podcast chairman, all everyone on the board. Re realignment. We're voting on it next week. Realignment. <laughs> yes, we're gonna take over anything within ten miles of the border of Canada. We'll take. So I also look at a few things. The weather. It was minus six wind chill. You know that doesn't really tell you it's a passing you know type, but no rain. It's going to be 37 degrees, slightly cloudy in Arrowhead. And I agree, it's loud as shit in that stadium. <laughs> so, like, the idea of checkdowns or anything like that, Josh Allen from the shotgun, that's going to be tough. But he does have legs. I think you guys definitely discount Devin Singletary and what he's done over the course of the past three games. He's looked really good. He's given them some assemblance. Mike Breida was okay for a little bit. And I think that defense, here's the thing. Go look. Everyone complained about Buffalo and having should be trading more defense alignment, but they can rotate them in and out. And we've seen what Mahomes does when he gets scared. You know, he's the guy that dips away, does Russell, tries to make something out of nothing, and that's where he got into trouble midway through that season. It's a toss-up. I've, I've gambled and made bets on both of them winning the Super Bowl, so it's – I hope your your proclamation is true, K Win. The winner of this game wins the Super Bowl. It's in Kansas City. Harrison Butker makes a field goal at the end, and Mahomes' brother and wife are doing TikTok videos for the next week <laughs> after the win. Painstakingly, as I have to say that it's Chiefs do win by a field goal. Chiefs, you heard they it here. They cover. Right. Yeah. Chiefs, 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 I guess. Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. All right. Any last takes before we wrap up here, Tony or Big Ben? No, I'm set. I love I'm set. I, 
I feel I feel relatively confident about like four three out of the four picks that I've made here. Okay. What one don't you? Because normally the Bengals, Bengals tight. You you thinking about (laughs) walking back your Green Bay over my Niners pick? No, no, definitely not. No. 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 The Bengals-Titans game is the one that I'm least confident about because it's just, there's a huge X factor that we have basically no information on. Tony, in an effort to promote gambling, but yet we have no gambling affiliation with any any DraftKings or anything like that. We're, we're simply, what I, I do is find a proxy to go make a parlay, money line parlay. So I will go make one on your behalf with the All teams right. that you picked. Unless right, you direct tweet us and say, and say, yo, the Bengals ain't winning. <laughs> like, look, just let me know. Look, I had five of the six games last week. I believed in the Patriots when I shouldn't have. Um, Big Ben and I believed in the Patriots too. Yeah, I, that was the only game that I didn't call the winner right. I just that one was uh, disappointing to say the least. But it's just so, this. So wait, that, that that Chiefs pick is an animosity pick, then. <laughs> That's an animosity pick. You just made an animosity pick. You hold no, animosity no, no, against no, the Bills no. for ruining your previous betting, so you're they're gonna lose this week. Uh, I don't. I, I don't have animosity <laughs> towards the Bills. Like, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Now, to right. be fair, I have been highly critical of the Bills all year long. Like, highly critical. I feel. I feel like, and I'm going to say this: the Bills are a little bit of a sham. I just okay. throughout the regular season, most of their wins were against terrible teams. In fact, I don't think they beat an over 500 team until they beat the Patriots that second game. Like, they literally did not beat a team with an over 500 record until they beat the Patriots that second game. So it's just hard for me to really put stock into, like, they scored all these points. Their defense was so shut out. I'm like, yeah, you you shut out, like, Jacksonville, like, the Jets. Yeah, the Jets twice. Like, I'm just, like, not really interested in hearing it. So it's just I don't think the Bills are bad. I just feel like the Bills are not as consistent as they need to be to really make a playoff run. Kind of like whoever comes out of the East in the NBA. You're like, why are they even here? Uh, they, They won it all last year. They won it all last year. Like, oh, I mean, so it's just, I just can't believe in the Bills. And maybe they'll prove me wrong yet again. But, eh. Quote Chris Berman, no one circles the wagons quite like the Buffalo Bills. Like, this might be the year. Hey, whoever wins this game is winning the Super Bowl. Tony, what's the, <laughs> what's the, what's the picture behind you? Tell us where, you, uh, where our fans can find you. The picture behind me. So, uh, this is uh, like um, the artist is called Technodrum Nine. He did this. It's like a hyper colorized version of D Rose after his fifty-one point game for the Minnesota Timberwolves. His like I'm back game when everybody quit on him. Uh, like 
really a big fan of this picture. It's like when I saw it, I immediately knew I had to have it. Uh, like I can't recommend this artist enough. He does a lot of really great NBA portraits. He doesn't do a lot of NFL stuff yet, uh, but I'm I'm strongly considering having him commission something for me. But <laughs> you like you can find every you can find me at the Fly Route Podcast on all social media platforms. You can just type in the Fly Route Podcast on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, I'll pop right on up. I'm extremely active on Twitter and IG and stuff like that. Uh, give out weekly picks, et cetera, for all the games, get into the spreads. And yeah, that, that's always where you can find me. Episodes drop every Friday morning. All right, Tony. Thanks for joining the podcast. We've been heavy again, Tony. Tony, oh, I, I gotta hear so, the nicknames again. <laughs> yeah, so I, I got I got a lot of them. So but Tony, aka Tony Playboy, that's the one that's always there. AKA Kendrick Percocet, aka Kemba <laughs> Needs a Walker. Uh for like NFL ones, I really liked AKA Will full of them drugs when he got caught with the peds. <laughs> Uh, like <laughs> uh, whatever every the week. pharmacist <laughs> <laughs> uh, every week I try to come up with new ones keep it interesting uh I definitely pulled I want to say Joe Judgment Day this week Ooh. not last week uh when he, when he uh, got the axe so you know I always try to come up with new things keep it fresh give a little bit of humor to open up the podcast every week well, we love what you're doing, and we've been focused on football, but we, we got to have you back on for some basketball this springtime. No, I'd love to. i love to. Uh, I try to cover both, mostly on YouTube for basketball, not like a full-length podcast all the time, but sometimes I do specials with a lot of, like, NBA content creators and, like, do panel-style things where we rank stuff and, like, consensus and, like, debate about it all. So, like, that's really how I like to do a lot of basketball content and it's basically going year round. Trying to come up with a nickname that included a prescription jug in it real quick, but I couldn't. Tony the man, thank you so much. <laughs> well, next time we have it on, I'll have a couple for you. Take Ben right. WSD podcast. Uh, what, what is it? What, it's the wild card weekend. What is this weekend called? Division the shocks are out. He doesn't even keep track. It's the division <laughs> now weekend. <laughs> All right. Thanks, fellas. All right.